following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. <laughs> Welcome once again to It Came From Radio, the official Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me. In the GHR studio, we have our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Man Serrano. I'm going to repeat what I said when we started on Facebook Live. Justin Bieber's a schmuck. <laughs> and we, we have our, uh, from GHR, a fantastic Alex back in the seat, who was here last week, no, two weeks ago. Right, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. It's been a long time. And I, I also guess. agree that Justin Bieber is a smuck. Although technically, not a smuck. A schmuck. A depending, schmuck. I just I you're said from it Long wrong. Island. You should be able to say schmuck. some some Yiddish. Yeah. Dep- well, I uh, well, well I am Jewish. D- then you have no <laughs> excuse. <laughs> it was just a slip of the tongue. I, I uh, misspoke. Okay. So actually, his two weeks may or may not be two weeks because it depends on how we air the show. So you might be more. Yeah, we got to start airing more shows and quicker than that. The well, news needs to be more topical. You guys should come or rather, every it's topical. day. It needs to be on topic. We will air yes. a show every single day. See, there well, you go. The problem is, one many of our venues only release it once a week, so we have to get the venues to allow us to be on the media outlets to be on more than one time, and then we'll get that done. But uh, anyway, so we're going to be talking about the uh, X Men movie, yeah. Dark Phoenix Woo! today. Woo! By the way, Pete Vasquez, terrible. Pete Vasquez says that he uh, had an old Puerto Rican lady curse mark. <laughs> Sorry, man. That's a, that's an unbreakable curse. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, the Bitten Apple wants uh, Tom Cruise to beat up Justin Bieber. I don't know. How, I don't know how that became a thing. But anyway, so before we talk about X Men, I want to know how drunk Justin <laughs> Bieber have, was. We have to take it away with the news. Need to take it away with the news. Uh, the news is brought to you in part by the fine so folks of the Big Apple Con, of which we are the official radio show of celebrating over 22 years of pop culture and comic book stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Uh, they're having their little Big Apple Con on December 16th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, headliners have not been announced as of yet, but it is it is happening. So go on to the website for more information on I'm that. I'm fascinated by this idea. And I also want to give uh, the shout-outs for our Patreons, of which they are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Millie Portes, Kyle Horn, Dresden Media, and Onjikun. My favorite patron. Yes, he's a favorite he's, he's people a really ever. Nice guy. I, I love met that him guy. At the Cradle Con, nice haven't guy. met him. Just love him in general. You should. You were at the Cradle Con. You should have went by and said, "Hey." I was very busy thank that you day for your, for your support. I was busy. I had um, things. So let's take it away with the news. No sad news. News. No sad news this week. No sad news. I'm sure what? there are. Sad news out there, but we have no sad news. Oh, I have sad news this week. What's your sad news? No, no, no. We'll do it later. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. All right. So, from the. Do am I playing the clip? You're playing the clip. Put them in the Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Excellent. (laughs) Execute them. Bogus. Department. Okay. <laughs> Cubicall. Cubicall. Oh, Cubicall. I get it. Um, a custom manufacturer of phone booths for offices 
recently announced that they intend to release a phone booth with a design inspired by the film Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in honor of the film's 30th anniversary and its upcoming sequel. Ah. Executives say, as long-lived fans of the movies, we're really excited to bring this piece of movie history to life in time for Bill and Ted 3. Not only will a phone booth feature the same great benefits of Cubic Hall phone booths, but we also have some fun throwbacks planned and a like a retrofitted pay phone. They're also going to have a little umbrella right. as the antenna on top. A little um, umbrella. So people who want their own Cubic Hall Bill and Ted's phone, all they have to do is shut out a measly yeah. $6,500. Yeah, oh, that's not that bad. So, I can't believe there's still a phone booth company in existence. Well, what what the what QB Call does is that uh-huh. they go to offices and they install phone booth like things for privacy for people who want to make phone calls. Oh, I've heard of this. Yes. So that's that's what they do. Sometimes so they even why. put like a non-working phone in there. Right. So, but you can <laughs> okay. use your own cell phone, but it's just for it privacy. It is fascinating. And, the yeah. further we go. <laughs> oh. I think we lost connection. We lost. Connection. Oh, we no. lost connection to the Facebook. No, it's, it's, oh, well. it's still it's still recording. Well, it, it says lost connection here. There we go. Oh yeah, we're back. Hey, we're back. Hey, we're back. Um, can I buy a TARDIS? That's the only question Actually, that Pete, I have. Pete just yeah. says they, which was inspired by the TARDIS. That's right. Yes. Good job, guys. Yeah, we're back on Facebook, Pete. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's fascinating to me that like the further we move along technologically speaking, the more we want stuff from way back when. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, that's always everyone be has a, a phone in their pocket. We want phone booths back. Yes. Yeah. How else is Superman going to turn into Clark Kent or vice versa? Very good. well. He's already he's both. It's basically how's he going to change his clothes? How's he going to change his clothes? Yes. How does Batman change his clothes? You know, with no bat pole, he's got to go into the, the phone booth, right? I well, don't really think you know Batman has these problems. He's rich. No. Oh yes, that's yeah, that's true. Yes. I mean, we've seen how Iron Man did it. Really, the, you know, um, in the woman Mister Freeze, he had time to go home mm. and change outfits to come back to fight Mister Freeze, despite that there was a clock and the world was going to end. That always bothered me. That bothered you. That bothered me, and the fact that he was a muscle building uh, scientist. I can't. I can't. Also, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, Why can't scientists be in, into fitness? Mark? Because they have to. They're working their minds instead of their bodies. You know nothing about science. No. Okay, that's what I thought. Except that it's called science. So that's something. that's true. You know that. So moving along. Oh, thank God. From the. <laughs> from the. That's a lot of nuts. Uh, department. Not once have you used that, and there was actually nuts involved in the story. Well, it's it's a metaphor. Oh, okay. Metaphor. For nuts? Um, yeah. For nuts. <laughs> for, for scratch, for cash. Who's got the nuts? Um, the Adventures of Tintin, Volume 1, Tintin in the Land of the Soviets, was recently sold at auction for $1.12 million. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Mm. The, book is one of the, f- uh, the book is one of the few privately owned copies signed by Tintin creator, Herge, and it's also the oldest. Um, auction house executives say... Tintin is a seminal character who has been loved and admired for generations all over the world. His popularity is as great now as it has ever been. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Tintin is a series of books which follow the adventures of Tintin, a young Belgian reporter, and his dog Snowy. Uh, The books have been translated into more than 70 languages and sold over 200 million copies, as well as been adapted for radio, television, theater, and film. Wow, that's a lot of nuts. Are you aware? Yeah. Are you aware? Yeah. Of Tintin? Yeah. I'm, I'm aware of... Yes. So it's, it's that popular as it was back then. I guess so. Now. Yeah. My big thing is, like, did the highly caffeinated Mark Carbo have that on one of his, like, 
uh, comic book stock picks that maybe he talks he about. Maybe he did because he he's, he has his finger on the pulse. Yes, I would love to know that, and we need to ask him via email. <laughs> All right, we'll <laughs> via email, via email, please, specifically, just email. Email is good. Oh, we lost the timer on the on the thing. <laughs> uh, wait, that's not. We lost the timer. Just, oh, there, there we go. go. Yeah. Okay. Um, Moving on. Well, this is just a technically <laughs> wonderful show today. <laughs> news. Um, from the She's No John Wick department. That's what, right, she what? is. MCIS fans are shocked by former <gasps> stars Pauly Perrette's uh, recent claims that on, not, not only will she never return to their series, right. which she starred in for 15 seasons, but also accusations for the reason of her leaving and not wanting to come back. Right. It turns out that Pauly says that she is terrified a series star and producer, Mark Harmon, due to an incident that happened with his dog. Um, Mark, not me, brought a dog to the set where it allegedly bit a crew member. After the incident, Mark, once again, not me, allegedly continued to bring the dog to a set and a claim which his uh, attorney has disputed uh, made some of the show's cast and crew uncomfortable. Polly reportedly felt the need to speak out. And it was that conflict that allegedly soured her relationship with Mark, once again, not me, and led to the two to shoot on different days to avoid contact with one another. Um, this would explain why she didn't share any screen time with Mark right. Harmon at the... In, in she, season she 16, yeah. yeah. That's, that's so that. I, believe it, I'm a big fan of NCIS. My father was yes, NCIS, that's why right? I made sure I put so this on. I've been following this, and there's been a couple of things, like depending on who's reporting. So right. TMZ reported, like... Harmon body checked her on set. And there's something about that that I have a hard time believing. Yeah, I don't know if I believe Not that. Not because I have like strong feelings about the character of Mark Harmon. I don't know the man. From what I understand, he's a really good guy, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I have a hard time believing that you could just, on a massive set of people, just body check security someone. around, just like somehow get alone with someone and body check them. So I believe... And on top of that, outside of hockey... Who body checks? <laughs> I, I believe um, there was an article way, way, way back um, when um, uh, the girl, Sasha Alexander, right. was, was still on the show. Right. There was an article about it, and they were saying of how he was very um, authoritative with the cast, and there was one actor or actress who was very um, late and didn't bring in their A-game to their series. And right. they said that that person may leave, and it happened to be Sasha Alexander. Well, Despite the fact that she enjoyed being on the show, she was like, yeah, you know, I really didn't put all her all into it at the time, but they didn't say who it was. Right. And then, you know, she left. So I'm under the impression that Mark Harmon does run a tight ship. I believe that definitely, yeah. So I believe that he may have said something that she took right. to be offensive and everything as, as abuse. It could be. And then... Because when she came out with this, there are people, of course, that lined up on either side. Right. And there are several people saying that she's done this multiple times where she starts bad-mouthing her co-stars. That is Because I've heard the other side of it that, yeah, he has this rescue dog. He had no one to watch the dog. He brought the dog. It had been going through obedience training. Right. It still it did uh, attack someone. He felt horrible about it. Right. Ban never brought the dog back to the set again. So, so it's like we're in only two people know what really happened: Paulie Perrette and Mark, Mark Harmon, and the dog. And yeah, the <laughs> dog ain't talking, Mark. <laughs> so, oh, one of these. Nope. There, there you go. go. Yeah. That took a um, long time to get there. I will edit that. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. But listen, if it's so bad to be on that set, 
why does like Sean Murray stay have, have been staying on that show for years? Who knows? Who knows? And why yeah. did Cote de Pablo come back in the season finale? Oh, she came and back. we'll be back in next oh, season. She came back. I haven't seen that season yet. Well, you had Thanks. no excuse. Thanks. Um, it's on CBS. CBS. You don't even have to pay for Netflix or anything to watch this. CBS had said in relation to the incident, Polly Perrette had a terrific run on NCIS, and we're all going to miss her over a year ago. Polly came to us with a workplace concern. We took the matter seriously, and we worked with her to find a resolution. We are committed to a safe work environment on all our shows. That's their line in the sand. What they have to say about this whole I hear you. Listen, I think somewhere in lies the middle somewhere in the middle lies the truth. I think maybe Paulie just wanted off the show. She was done. She'd been playing the character for fifteen years. And she's fifty. She's, she's gonna have really she, no one believes how like <laughs> she's like she's like ageless, like she drinks the blood of children or something. Uh, I, I know she doesn't yes. actually drink the blood of children. But she's <laughs> like she's me. she's gorgeous and she, in, in terms of like she just looks youthful all the time. But she is fifty. Maybe she's like, I want to do other things with my life. I want to do like other be stuff. Be on a new series yeah. that she has. Yeah. CBS, be, in, be on a new series. Uh, have you seen the trailer? Uh, for that? No, I haven't seen it. Uh, Wait, you've seen trailers for this? I've seen the TV trailer doesn't for count. It. <laughs> is the right. TV doesn't count? Because I have no intention of watching the show. Okay, fair enough. So like, I wonder. Like, well, yeah, but my feeling is this. Me um, you know, like she might have just wanted off, and this was like. I've known a lot of people that they, they can't just say goodbye. They can't say they're done. She didn't want to. They need to turn it into a thing. A um, Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons, like you know what? We're done. <laughs> let's, yeah, I gotta let's give it to Jim Parsons. Let's put everybody I mean, else out of work. But I'm done with being the guy. Gotta give it to Jim Parsons. At least he was honest. Like I don't want to do this anymore. It's been 12 yeah. years. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, how many people really work a job for 15 years anymore? Not a lot. Not a lot. And if no. you're creative, you really don't like being pegged down for that uh, spe- yeah especially if you're creative you know you got to figure that she spent almost from 35 to 50 or rather like 34 to 49 doing playing this one character yes yeah that's a lot that's a lot it is it, is, it really is especially you know? especially for a show like that where you really have to put your it's not like you're just doing blue, right blue, 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 blue. you're really putting some emotion and, and some acting in there so i mean it yeah does, it's a serious show it does yeah, yeah. It does make it and on top of all that she also i know she has a stalker Oh, she does? She has a stalker. She's talked about it many times. Like, I can see her being overly sensitive, and rightfully so, from Pee-Rees' experiences. So, yeah. So, like, maybe maybe just a little, like, confrontation. She's like, whoa, I'm out. I'm done. I can't handle that. And boom. So, I don't don't see him just, like, randomly, like, body-checking her in a hallway. Um, Moving on from the, huh, I guess he's gay now department. (gasps) I don't Uh, know if it works like that, Mark. (laughs) Well, it did did when I read about this article. All right. Um, Mark Russell's comic Exit Stage Left The Snagglepuss Chronicles Which takes Hannah Burris Snagglepuss As well as Huckleberry Hound And Quick Draw McGraw And makes them gay In the 1950s um, Has just won The, ni- the 2019 Glad Media Award For Outstanding Comic Book you- Okay wait a minute Wait yes. wait Who did they do this to? Snagglepuss The, the, the Pink Panther For Hannah Burris Hurg- uh, Oh the Murgatory. <laughs> Okay yeah. Exit Stage Left And uh, Huckleberry well, Hound Well listen he, I, could, I could kind of believe he's gay. Draw McGraw. But we're talking oh, about no, anthropomorphic <laughs> animals that are drawn. Why do we need to assign sexuality at all to these things? I, we're already breaking, like, Because there's an entire community of people that do that. Apparently. We're suspending a massive <laughs> amount of disbelief just in the fact that we have a talking pink panther. We have uh, talking a talking horse dog. and a talking blue dog. Yeah. 
like who's I a mean, cowboy? Right, who's quick a cowboy? Draw, quick, a gay cowboy. Quick draw, a gay cowboy. Apparently, just a cowboy. Or just a cowboy. But boom, there you go. There we go. You know, who also doubles as El Cabong, if I recall, right? Yes, El Cabong. El Cabong. Ah, yes. has a whole new. Cabong. has a whole right? new meaning. When El Cabong. <laughs> like this is what happens when kids like grow up and like they grow up and they're like, well, what happened with them at night? What did Are they do gonna... sexually? They're cartoons. Are they're you... not even adult cartoons. Are you gonna Cabong? Yeah, that doesn't matter. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, it's really quite disturbing what like we lo- what we love from childhood and what we pervert in our when we're adults. Oh my god, it's um, so bad. Somewhere out there, there is an El Cabong and Snagglepuss porn. I mean, that's existed before this story ever was created. I'm saying, but yeah, somewhere there is somewhere it's out there. Rule thirty four of the internet. What's that? Everything will be turned into a porn parody. Yes. If yes. It, if it exists, there is There's a porn, porn of it. parody. Yes. Of it. That's. Um, I'm just saying. Now the what? question. I'm saying that El Cabong is the top in that relationship. El Cabong and who? And Snagglepuss. I oh, mean he's uh, Snagglepuss. The Pink Panther. The Pink Panther. Guy. Yeah, absolutely. He's got to be the you're, bottom. You're right. Well, I, yeah, he's the bottom. Yeah, I'm award, not judging. But it won an no, award. No, neither am I. Of course, it won an award. Everything wins an award. Won an award. Gotta, we could win awards. We just got to pay for them. Um. So Mark, not me, once again, says... What's with the Marks? I don't know. It's Mark News. Yeah. Uh, the Snagglepuss Chronicles was the hardest thing I've ever had to write. Not because of the task itself that was difficult, but just because it was so emotionally devastating to build connections with these characters. And then having to do horrible, really horrible things to them to expose the truth. First off... There is no truth! It's I made up! that he is a gay icon. Secondly, Snagglepuss has a background in theater because of all his catchphrases. That got me thinking as of why Snagglepuss would have left the theater in the first place and also what it would have been like as a gay man in New York during the 1950s before he got into the cartoon. Uh, the whole story just builds upon itself with these two basic assumptions. This is the most thought anyone's put into <laughs> Snagglepuss since it went off the air. Well, you know, I give kudos. <laughs> that's what I say. Good I don't guy. even know. I, 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 I'm not hating. I'm just like, that. that's a whole lot of work on Snagglepuss. Well, and it, but it won an award. But okay. it won an award. Oh, hooray, hooray. Hooray. There you go. Hey, I got to write this one. Hey. Yeah, well. All right, so moving along. Moving along. Exit From stage the, right. Stage left. He did both. He goes both ways. Um, so, from the, since it was done for Captain Marvel, let's do it for Avengers Part 4 department. Inspired by Steve Rappel, the guy who watched Captain Marvel a record-breaking 116 times in the theater, Augustine Alanis has set out to break said record by watching Avengers Part 4 more times than that. As of this recording, which is uh, the 12th of June, uh, Alanis has watched Avengers Part 4, also known as Endgame, a hundred and twelve times. You think uh, they get bored of it ever? Don't uh, they have jobs? <laughs> well, actually, actually, Augustine says on weekdays I work ten hours and then I watch Endgame two times. <laughs> See? Wow. Good lord, man! Wow. He um, he's single. Dedication. He's single. Are he single? <laughs> this that's is, a single man. He's married to the movie. This yeah. is in and of itself a record of sorts due to the film's long runtime, which means he has spent more than three hundred and thirty-three hours watching the same. Movie. I swear to God. That's In a man <laughs> who, when he meets a woman, does the full-on Chris Farley and goes, Hi. How you know, are you? Hi. You, 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 uh, you, you bash Steve Ruppel. 
Yeah. For doing that. Exactly. Maybe this guy. Get a job. Maybe well, this guy works ten hours. Get a social life. A day, so maybe let's let's give him some credit. Maybe, as we said before, he has a girlfriend or someone who works in the theater. <laughs> the, 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 the oh wait, he's going to like the movie theater to do yes, this. Yes, he's going. He went. That's a record breaking for going to the movie theater. Oh, I thought he was just watching this on like I don't even know on streaming. No, yeah, something. He went to the theater. It's a record breaking 116 times before Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. What does he get for this? And now, well, he you gets get a to plaque? be the Guinness Book of World Records. So the, I guess you get a certificate. I mean, well, you get, and you get you to get be a in thing, the, and you get to be in the book. I, I wonder Ooh. if he has to pay for every ticket. That's what we were saying. So yeah. if he has, that's a lot of money that he's able to accumulate. So good for him. Like when he sees it twice, does he actually just like hang out or does he actually buy two tickets for two different shows? Well, I, I feel like he has to prove it. So he has to yeah, buy the probably. ticket. Well, he, does, the he does post a picture of him with each new ticket. So yeah. Oh, good so Lord. he does buy every ticket. Yeah. And you said 112 times. At like, 100 and... Let's say, no. As let's say right he does now. not have... He does not have a girlfriend. Who <laughs> he might. He might. He at, might. At ten dollars a and ticket, a, being $10? generous. What? That's being generous. $10? Listen, yeah, I know they're more about? like fifteen. Right? I know. I'm. I'm going to paraphrase a good friend of mine. Uh, there's this infinite multiverse, uh-huh. and somewhere in that multiverse, Conor McGregor beat uh, Floyd Mayweather. Uh-huh. And in that multiverse, in that universe, that's where that guy has a a girlfriend. I will stand by the fact that he may have a girlfriend. So you're standing by a not. possibility of nothing. What yeah. if he has a boyfriend? We don't know. Yeah. Why are you being Heavens so? Murgatroyd. Why are you being so binary about Heavens this? Heavens the Murgatroyd. Heavens the Murgatroyd. He might have a significant other. There right. you go. There you go. Okay. Um. So yeah. So good luck with that. I'm trying to get the the 116. All he needs is a couple of, uh, actually, like a couple more weeks. And he'll, mm-hmm. be, he'll be in the Guinness Book of couple World Records. couple more weeks. He could probably There's do no, this like, in a few days if he's already at one, yeah, 112. He's watching it twice well, a day. It's, it's a six hours, basically. He's taking out of his day. So he's working six, 12, hours. 18. He can watch it at least three times a day. So by next week's recording, right. he might actually have, a, have done That's it. That's very plausible. Now, is it within a certain time span yeah, of until months? the movie's out of theaters. I'm guessing so. Okay. You know, Fair enough. That's, that thing's still making money, so it ain't going anywhere. So moving on. Thank God. Let's see. Uh, actually, this will be the last, the last bit of news. Oh, uh, from the let the game, let the blame game begin department. And may the odds forever be in your favor. Now that X Men Part Twelve, also known as Dark Phoenix, has been declared a flop. Yes. Reports are coming in as to the reasons for the film's extremely disappointing thirty-two million dollar opening at the box office. One of said reasons is due to James Cameron watching his movie, Battle Angel Alita, to be released on Valentine's Day of this year, which was the second release date announced for Dark Phoenix after it was moved from its original date of November 2nd, 2018, due to extensive reshoots needed to change the film's third act. Um, initially, Alita was scheduled for release in December of 2018, but James didn't want to have it face competition from Aquaman and Bombi, which were to be released around the same time. Apparently, X-Men producers begged Fox to not do it as they felt their film was not designed as a summer tentpole movie. Um, another said reason was that the film's script was in constant flux during production and, and it showed. was noted at the time in a positive way from some of the film's stars, such of quotes being as this. Uh, Simon, the director and screenwriter of the movie, and I would sit down for two hours every day just to comb through each page of the script. There was rewriting being done all the time. You could have a conversation and something comes up from that, and the next morning Simon will show up and say, hey, I got some new pages, and I think this will be interesting for the direction of where we're going. Um, of note, 
the film did pull in an additional $103 million overseas. So once again, overseas is overseas is where is it's doing, at. Is doing uh, the big thing. So, That's where the money is at, man. Not in America. So, I don't know, $133 million. That's a flop. Ain't, ain't that bad. Like, Domestic remember, box office is what counts. Do you no, remember be- when $100 million was was the goal? Like, oh, we need to oh yeah. Now, well, in- inflation. Now it's $32 million and that's a flop. I yep. want $32 million. Yeah, but they, they spent more on the movie, didn't they? Probably. Um, if they're doing yeah, a lot yeah. of reshoots believe, and everything. They, I believe it's, mm-hmm. it's under the $200 million yeah. mark. But See, they'll, right. they'll make it. So like, even no, if it, it's not. Uh, pre- it'll eventually make money, no, yeah. They're but. predicting that it's not going to break even. They're predicting that it's Even the, with like DVD sales and things? Yeah. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, they bought it out. The so. story. Listen, I mean, well, we'll go we'll, into we'll it later. We're going to it later. I don't want to jump ahead here. With uh, with this, so um, we're going to take our break. Let's see, uh, is this one? We'll be right back with Came from the Radio. Well, it looks like them. It came from the radio boys got into some trouble again. Hopefully, after the break, we'll see if they get out of it. This is Gray Griffin, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hi, this is Sue Lee from Face Off Season 2. You're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hey guys, I'm Christy and I'm here to make the coolest custom cake for your next event. I also do cake pops, cupcakes, cookies, you name it. So if you're searching for the perfect birthday gift, preparing for your big day, or maybe there's nothing coming up, but your sweet tooth may have just given your brain a swift kick because of me, give me a call at 631-606-8166 or follow me at Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y. Thanks. Hey, I'm Mike Kingston, the writer and creator of Headlocks. And I am WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler. And guess what you're listening to? You're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Envoy Comic Distributors, the independent distributor for independent minds. We represent some of the finest small press and self-publishers out there today. To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day. Hey, this is Ty Monk, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy from The Last Dragon, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. Well, it seems like we're done with our break. Let's see what those It Came From The Radio boys are up to now. And welcome back to a King of Radio, the Philadelphia Big Apple Connors. Your host, Mark Torres, speaking along with our very own Tonto Comic, Dominic, Definition Man, Sperano, and Word. Fantastic Alice, the Engineer, and the GHS Yo. Studio. Um, today, as mentioned, we're going to be talking about the Dark Phoenix movie, X-Men Part 12, believe yeah, it or not. Yeah, I know. It's very impressive, honestly. Um, spoilers may and most likely will oh, be mentioned. It'll be a uh, free-falling conversation. So just be forewarned. Warned. Mm. Um, you want to go first? You know, I got to say that the last news bit where you're, you're telling me like it got pushed around and they're rewriting rewriting it, it makes sense because for, yeah because like i'm watching this and i'm like when's it gonna get good <laughs> and i don't mean that it was bad it just wasn't it felt muted like it wasn't hitting the notes it was supposed to hit 
like the big battle scenes were kind of like meh. I think the story was a little was going for something more interesting, especially f- from where they left it off with like Apocalypse, which is kind of like oh. what I liked about Apocalypse was like, hey, they're at least trying to bring the cartoon to life, right? But like I'm watching this and I'm just like, it's okay. So let I don't know how to put it. It was just I don't know if it's the direction. I don't know if it, the acting seemed a little meh. And I've watched all these people play these characters before, so there's right. no reason why they should be kind of like. Why do they feel like they're just reading lines off a page? It's well, the writing. I can, I can, I guess I can safely say that at very least Jennifer Lawrence did not want to be in this movie because oh, she yeah. didn't want to be in the last movie. So she went and pulled a uh, Harrison Ford because right. she, she kill me. She talked herself into being in this movie. She uh, was friends with uh, Simon uh, Kinsberg, uh, okay. who's the writer director, and she told him, "Hey, you should you should do this movie, and if you do it, I'll be mm. in the movie." For you, and then he got the job, and she's like, ah. And then <laughs> now she did, and then I was like, oh, well, that's that's why that happened. That's uh, why. Par- I, yep. mm. Yeah. So I'm like, I know. All right. um, also, they had to take out Quicksilver <laughs> because he's the most, basically, most powerful person in the entire in the team right now. So they took him out, but they made Cyclops kind of cool. Finally, Cyclops finally, Cy- Cyclops in was interesting. Cyclops Fi- finally did something. He was not treated like a punk. Listen, so, Cyclops yay. has always been a douche and a boring one at that. I've always loved Cyclops. Out of all, he was, he was my man, my guy. You know what also, this is the first X-Men movie without any appearance by Wolverine. Yes, which might be why the movie didn't well, do. Uh, <laughs> it also makes, and I think, honestly, because they knew that Jackman was done. Right. With Wolverine. With Logan, he was like, yeah. He's like, he I'm done. absolutely done. Right, right. And, and. I'm not saying like he he should be done if he wants to be done. He did an amazing right. job. Yes, this was a perfect opportunity to have introduced the new Wolverine, and they didn't get anyone for it. Like, listen, they should have had. Like, you can't tell me that Jackman didn't know he wasn't coming back after Logan. He, he knew. Everybody knew. Patrick Stewart knew. Everyone knew. So, like, how long does it take to get a new Wolverine? Well, according to uh, Simon. Right. He says that he didn't have Wolverine in here at all because he felt that the relationship wasn't established between him and Jean Grey for the new Wolverine. And since technically that Hugh Jackman is the same age of Wolverine mm-hmm. in the times, even though it's 10 years later, they couldn't get somebody else to play him. So that's why. I'm just saying, you because there there's no like no button Wolverine for this either. In this. No, there was not. Well, well the. They got bought out. That's the button. They, they yeah, got they bought out. out by Disney. That's the end of the, yeah. the whole franchise. Oh yeah, I mean, but I, even as a, like a franchise ending note, it was like a they should have anticlimactic. Ended. Bleh, they no, had, they had two endings already. They had Days of Future Past, right? And they had Logan. Those right. were the two endings that they should have stayed with, but they decided they want more money, right? And they didn't do it. And here we are. Because um, if you look at Days of Future Past and Logan, the cinematic universe made sense, right? Now that you have Apocalypse, it could still have made a little sense. This one, nope. They this went, just like pfft. they went and screwed it up. They again. screwed. They screwed the entire thing up. It makes now it's like, well, what about Logan? What about Days of Future Past? Nope. Eh, never mind that. Nope. We're just matter. we're just ripping that apart. But like I said, Disney bought it out. It doesn't matter. None of that, none of that matters anymore. Right, because really. now they're gonna reboot the entire X Men yes. franchise, right? So, um, as 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 a little side note, the the third act, as it was originally filmed, okay was that um, they were supposed to... So they had the fight in New York, mm-hmm. as as was filmed. On the Upper East Side? Yes, but they were not uh, captured at the end. Okay. They went to um, the United Nations, uh-huh. and Jean Grey came back 
and started killing people who all turned out to be scrolls. Oh, and leaves, and that was the end of the movie. That would have been way better. But since they were using scrolls in Captain Marvel, like yeah, you got to change that. So they had to make the shape shifting sort of invulnerable, not really invulnerable right. aliens, which make no sense at all. So that's where we got that from. So See, now the movie is a product of its own faults. Right. So maybe if it, it would have stuck, maybe if they had not been bought out, it would have been a whole different thing. See, but I can't believe Disney messed this up too, because like, all right, Disney bought it out. But Disney should be like, this is the perfect vehicle to transition the X Men into the MCU. Nope. They could have done it easily. They could have, but nope. That should have been what that movie was for. But nope. <laughs> but that's, nope. That's that's the they want to do it. Once again, proving entertainment executives. <laughs> Who have no place being in entertainment. They they want to do it their own way. So this is what we got. How's that working out with Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Well. I saw well, a great meme about Star Wars. It made a lot of money. It made a lot of money. <laughs> so, I saw a great meme about Star Wars, which actually, I think, crystallized what the fans are annoyed by. Right? It was perfect. All it was was a picture of older Harrison Ford, yep. older Lair, older Billy, Billy D. Williams, uh-huh. older Mark Hamill in the Millennium Falcon. And he's like, this is really all we wanted, which is kind of true. I finally, like, it took me a while to figure it out. But, like, yeah, that is kind of what we wanted. We just wanted to see the original cast 30-some-odd years later on an adventure. And they couldn't do that. Because that wasn't the, the mandate from the studio. Because the studio has no idea <laughs> what they're doing and how to entertain people. But they know how to make money, which is what Apparently, that's true. Look at look at look at the the charts, the highest grossing movies of all time. Like most of them are Disney now or Disney owned now. Right. So, but the highest grossing, a lot of them are Marvel films, and Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Studios, right. knows how to deliver what people want to see. Most of the time, yes. Pr- pretty much, right. even on a even on a movie even that's kind of like bad, meh. Even on a bad note, they're still better than the other. They're yeah. still better than the, it's still better than worse than this still, one. Their worst is still better than the better. Yeah. Right. Their lowest, worst film. <laughs> yes. Whichever, who, whichever one that is. Well, now it's, it's this one. <laughs> yeah, right? But, like, in terms of Mar- pure right. Marvel Studios, Thor, Marvel... Thor 2. Well, well, Thor 2. That's usually the one Thor 2 are... is still more entertaining. I'd rather watch Thor 2 than Dark Phoenix. This one, um, for me, it was weird. Because it's just a weird experience. Like, was I entertained? Eh. It, it 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 had a problem, which is the same problem I had with First Class, which is why I did not like First Class. Okay, they just decide that they don't want to go um, incorporate physics into the movie. So, <laughs> well, they're mutants, so when, they don't need physics. When when they do that, I'm like, that makes no sense, and that's and that bothers me from the rest of the movie. All right, so where were the physics issues? So in First Class, right, with teleportation, if right. you're moving at a certain speed when you teleport, you should still be moving, moving at, at the same, same speed. speed. Yes, they did not do that. If you remember in uh, First Class, when he was teleporting down, he grabbed him and he just landed on the ground when uh, they came from the plane. Oh, okay. So I was like, but that doesn't that. It was, it was, it was, my head was exploding. So in this one, the first five minutes of the movie, I'm like, they're in space. How are they breathing in space? That makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, how, how's Gene Grey breathing in space? Yes. And then I'm like... If Thank the, you. If I was shuttle, right. I'm like, wait, that makes no... If the yeah. shuttle is spinning around, stopping the propulsion does not stop the shuttle from spinning around. That's true. It should still just I'm keep like, going. And that was, I was like, I was like, da, da. If anything, it should have been two shots. He should have stopped the propulsion and then, then shot it again to halt it. Right. So because like, <laughs> an object in motion <laughs> remains in motion unless 
acted upon by an outside force. Right. When you're in space, there's no outside force. So that was bothering me. And then they're like, the whole timeline mess up. Like, you spent one movie, you went through, you made one movie to try and fix, fix everything. all the time, And now yes. all of a sudden, we're just throwing stuff out again. Like, why did you do that? What because, the hell is going because on Because Brian here? Singer can't control himself <laughs> online. That's well, why. Well, and the thing is that this guy, uh, the, 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 the writer-director, Simon, Right. He co-wrote the X-Men 3, which had the Dark Phoenix saga back then. Oh, so, so why would you he's like, I didn't fully guy... screw this up. I need to go and really screw this yeah, up. Like, why would you let the same guy <laughs> write this again? And then when they were in Manhattan, I'm thinking, all right, Magneto is pulling up a train. Is right. the train moving? How did he know there was a train there? How did he Well, just... it's, Man- it's Manhattan. And, and then like... Why didn't he just use cars that are all around him that are metal? Fair he enough. Pull up a train, and so the train was standing still at the time it just happened to be underneath him when he pulled it up from the ground. Unless there was, there was people in there, and he unless stopped the train, the train was ran. stopped. He felt the train, then pulled it up. I'm like, but those those, those things. I'm like, that was just. I was like, hey, Dazzler. <laughs> yeah, random appearance by Dazzler, just singing and cool. doing pyrotechnics. So. That I was I was having those problems, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just try to accept this movie in its own little universe bubble, and see if I can enjoy it that way. Which is more confusing, <laughs> the X Men timeline or the Highlander timeline? X Men timeline. At this point, right? Yeah, because they just they they screwed it up again. I know, but it's and bad. Then, and then the sad thing is that it doesn't even matter anymore. That right. Was the other thing, so like this doesn't even really matter, and like they're. The movie is set in 1992, which I have to give them credit for because that's one thing I do like about movies that are set in the 90s that don't hit you with nostalgia. Captain America, Captain Marvel, no, Captain Marvel, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel, yeah. Like, I hate when they do that, like, oh, this is the 90s, because it wasn't like that. It was just normal. Right. So I appreciate that they didn't hit you over the head with it, mm-hmm. but the fact that they put it in the 90s ages them way too much because in eight right. years, they're going to become Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Right. How does that happen? I, exactly. They're, they're in their well, actually, right yes now. and no, because when it came out in 2000, the first X-Men was supposed to be in the slightly forward future. So theoretically... Yeah, still, let's say 10 years. They're yeah. not going to become 10 years from that. It just, no. I don't, not really, no. I don't see it. <laughs> I mean, That the, must have been a wild party that they went to. And then the other thing is, like, when does X-Men Apocalypse take place? 1985? In the 80s, yeah. In the 80s, right? Yeah. Maybe 88. So, like, how do these kids have grown four years older or anywhere between four and seven years older and they look exactly the same? That's my point. That's So those things, I'm like, what, right. what was even the point? Maybe they were trying to be cute and be, like, in the comics, that the comics, they don't age, so, you know, no matter what year you do it, that's whatever. But if you're trying to be realistic and you're trying right. to, they, it was a very, if you're going to make a movie and you're going to be ridiculous about it, you have to go all out. Fast and Furious. Exactly. Right. That that is the perfect example of how not to take themselves seriously at all. Right. And therefore, you can enjoy the movie. If at any time you try to be serious and try to ground it and then you do nonsensical things like this, that's where the problems happen. Exactly. I have to agree with you with all this this time. So I'm like, I've mentioned this before on the show. I I was at one I used to work in the theater. I was having a discussion about um, Man of Steel. And the Fast and the, and the Fast and the Furious franchise, mm-hmm. and I was like, Fast and Furious franchise. You have a uh, um, Dominic on the tank, not me catching. Yes, not you catching um, Michelle Rodriguez 
on one side right. of a bridge to another bridge and crashing right. through a car. Everybody's fine. We're all good. Right. The, the, the longest runway in the entire world. But it doesn't take itself seriously, so you can accept it and enjoy it. Right. In Man of Steel... I think the most hilarious thing is that Vin Diesel's as strong as The Rock. Yeah. Like, that he's equally strong, if not stronger, than The Rock. He has the power of a plot device. <laughs> he has the power... Yeah. He has the power of... It's my movie. <laughs> power producer. Yeah. So, and I was saying, like, Man of Steel, they tried to make itself serious and grounded. So when they're destroying Metropolis... Right. And... And um, uh, Amy Adams has the ability of teleporting around Metropolis because she needs to be where she needs to be at any point in time. Mm-hmm. It's extremely frustrating and unenjoying. And this girl comes, she's like, "Oh, but I love this." But then when they did this and this and that, and I'm like, "Well, it's completely you can't compare the movies because they're not taking themselves in the same way." So right. This movie, I felt that they tried once again to make themselves all serious and grounded, and then do ridiculous stuff. It's so frustrating to try to enjoy it. So, like I said, I even tried. I even tried to put myself in a bubble. Like, all right, let me not think of any other X Men movie. Let me just right. make it Deadpool. Let's just in his own little world. See, but Deadpool works can because I, it's like we know we're Deadpool. Can I enjoy this movie? And the answer was not really. Yeah. I tried as best as I could to enjoy this movie, and it was extremely difficult. It, like I said, the only thing I really liked was Cyclops because finally. And that wasn't even that good. Right. <laughs> like, really. And then they had their, their the X-Woman mention, which in uh, the context of the movie, I thought was fine. That was fine. See, once again, if you do it right, right. it's okay. Right. At no point they're like, well, let's all stand together. We're women. Let's blah, blah. No, they, right. they threw it in there. Yeah, the women are doing more because, in realistically, the women are more powerful. So well, yeah. Listen, she was if the men, women are the women, would, like listen. If you if all the women have the stronger powers, then that's why. Yeah, and I mean, and look then, at the look at the power lineup, <laughs> right? Jean Grey, basically a god. Storm, god. Storm, <laughs> god. Mystique, power wise, and ter- meh, but sh- you she know, has star power. <laughs> she has star power, <laughs> but has great tactical knowledge <laughs> at this point, right. right? And then you look at the guys. Well, Beast, eh, he can cling to stuff. <laughs> he was very useless in this movie. Right. Beast was really <laughs> useless. They really wrote him badly, too. Cyclops, some power, but basically he has to, he has limited. To the, he has to hit it. If he doesn't hit the side right. on his arm, on his eyes, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Nightcrawler, in, they useful. Gave him, they gave him some, some, uh, some stuff to do, but still. Right. On, on useful, the, on but, the scale. but on not scale. very powerful in right. terms of what they can do. Really a very defensive power. And then you have Quicksilver. Who okay, pretty cool, pretty cool power, but you know, even even Gene kind of limited. Gene can take them out. out. So, there you, so go. you have the more, more the more powerful characters are the women, and not by accident. This is how they were designed right. in, the, in the comics. Yeah. In the comics, so it's it's fine. So yeah, I guess they would be saving everybody. Oh, the, one thing I did like about the movie was that they at least attributed the Phoenix Force to an extraterrestrial entity, right? As opposed to the X Three, where it's like it was just her psychotic. Her, 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 well, they did that in X Men Apocalypse, so a bit, yeah. And then they changed that. <laughs> and then they changed that. That's true. Like right at the end of Apocalypse, yeah, like, like she's releasing in, the Phoenix Force within yeah, her. Like, good it's job. like yeah, well, okay, I guess good not. Job. Good job, guys. Oh, and physics once again. Physics. Right. You're in a moving train. Mm-hmm. You fly up out of the moving train. You do not keep up with the train. No, the train, the train goes train by you. Is, yes. You're hanging the back. The storm is hanging like, wait a minute. Right. Da, da, da. So stuff like that. Right. It bothers me to no end. One thing I was pondering, though, was like, because of the lightning effects that they have for storm, it's like, yes. wow, what would, what would like, you know, relations <laughs> be between her and Thor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <whatever. laughs> 
Yeah, baby. And then, of course, there's no atmosphere in outer space. So how do you create? How, do, how, is, how, does, how does she use her How is she there <laughs> just chilling, holding her breath? Like, how, what's how she does, doing? How does Storm create the icicles to form over the, uh, the, the thing to seal the shuttle? Uh, thank you. <laughs> well, so, so at the end of the movie, I, I saw my buddy. I turned to him and I go, how they breathe out of space? So that that with the entire movie. Oh yeah, was just sitting there. I looked and at my lady. I'm like, how is she breathing? The, I don't the, understand the, why she's just. The bad guys were very underdeveloped, which we see why because they changed the mid story as to what they were supposed to be. Right. They were supposed to be the scrolls. Wow, that makes more sense. Yeah. The first thing I thought of, like, oh, shape-shifting aliens. They are they just can't use the scrolls, but they're the scrolls. And they didn't even use... They didn't even call them the Shi'ar Empire. Exactly, but they were in the comics, so once again, the Debar, the Debari, which made me think of the, 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 the song group, the Debari. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, so they, that was what they decided to use because of circumstances. So this was a movie victim of circumstances. This is a very neutered, muted movie. That could have been a lot better. It could have been. I, it had the potential of doing something because we know that they could do it. Right. We've seen Logan. Very good. I know. Warming. Days of Future perfect. Past. It wasn't perfect, but it had the emotional beats. It had the good story as mm-hmm. best as they could. Like at, at their best, this is their best. Right. At their worst, they had X Men 3. Yeah. And in my opinion, is this better or worse past. than X Men 3? It was slightly better, only because you remember right. X Men Three, Cyclops got killed, and taken out like a punk. That's true. <laughs> in the first two minutes of the movie, right? Because he had to go be because a, he was in Superman. He was in Superman, directed by Brian Singer. Because like, they did a switcheroo of directors. Yeah. So, like, all right. So this one, it was, it was, it was, it's slightly better. So it's in the middle. It's in the mid range. It's on the low mid range. <laughs> low mid range. So. You didn't like Apocalypse, right? I, I thought I was I was entertained by Apocalypse. I was I was more entertained by Apocalypse because it was trying to give me something that I re- remember from my childhood, including at the end where they had them all in like the, for, uniform. the uniforms that you saw them in in the cartoon. Right. So I was like, okay, and you even got the um, Weapon X cameo. Yes. So it's like, all right, you're at least giving me something from that little, I've seen. Little fan service. Little fan service. So I enjoyed it. I found like Apocalypse himself as a big bad. It's kind of like you could have made him he, better. He had so much power. He, he decided to never use any yeah, of those powers never, for ever. the rest of the yeah. movie. I can turn sand and kill people, but I don't need to use that. Right. <laughs> you know, he's essentially like the dark side of of the X Men, and you made him kind of like mm, a punk, yeah, neutered. They, they neutered. A neutered. And once again, they got like a lot of the 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 look of him wrong. That's, that's been a big problem too. Yes, that's, that's with the X Men. Like the fact that we never saw Hugh Jackman, even though they hinted at one the, of the, the button scenes, the, yeah. we never saw him in yellow spandex. Like that would have been awesome to have seen. It would have. It would have. Would that have saved this movie? No. No, 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 no. I'm just saying in general. Throughout, you know, you saw for a second in in like the end scene of the Wolverine, like where he opens up his yeah. own suit. Yeah. But you never actually got to see him in it, and it's like, uh. all I'm saying too is like. If they even had like a button of just a new Wolverine coming out, like, but you once, know what I mean. But once again, seeing as how they already established that Hugh Jackman is Hugh Jackman in this timeline back yeah. in the day, like, right? People are gonna be like, "Who the hell's that guy? What what the hell's going on?" More than they already are, because that I just feel like this is a whole lot of wasted opportunities. It's it's like neutered sat, movie, wasted sat, opportunities. They like, sat around and like, how are we gonna make this? We're gonna make this the most awesomest thing, and then like, nah, let's let's just not. 
And they even said it themselves that they felt that the movie was not a summer tent phone film. It was going to be a more intimate film. Honestly, if it, it did came, come out in February, it would have been better. I don't, I don't even... I think if it came out in February the way they wanted it to come out... Without the, without the third reshoot? Without the third reshoot, it probably would have been a better, better movie. I, I think that if they would have introduced the scrolls. That would have been like, wow, this is... That would have been... If, well, because if, if it came Captain, out in February... It, it, it would have beat Captain Marvel and... It would have shown that scrolls exist. It would have led beautifully into, into Captain, Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. That actually... That it actually would have been have, better. That actually might have improved my enjoyment of Captain Marvel if the scrolls were... Right. And a, like I said, it would have seamlessly brought them into the MCU. Which they actually could have used the same actors and it would have actually made it better. Yes. But they, Marvel, Marvel, Disney. Oh, they fumbled it, this so to bad. Do it their own way. I think. I think this is a, a movie, <laughs> a movie made by committee. But, uh, once again, as I said before, <laughs> entertainment is not their field. So and, <laughs> entertainment executives do not belong in entertainment. And the other thing about uh, Simon uh, Kinsberg, I think well, his name is Kinsberg. Disney's gonna do it at once. <laughs> I, I, I You're gonna like it. That he. Also was the guy who did Rogue One, right? But his he did Rogue One. Uh huh. He did the Fantastic Four movie, the new one. <sighs> he was he was part of that of that creation. So I'm sorry, I threw up a little in my mouth. So which is interesting that all three of his movies, three of them, mm-hmm. had massive reshoots and rewriting. And, right. And I believe only one of them, Rogue was, One, was good. Rogue One, yeah. So what does that say? Like, a why do they keep on hiring this guy? Uh huh. Why do they keep on getting him the chance to make these movies? And then, if if you made a movie and it didn't do well, which it right. did, right? X Men Three, it did. Right. It, it well, that, see, but that you can't throw completely on him because then you had right. what, what's his name? Brian uh, Singer. No, not Brian Singer. The other guy who switched, Ratner. Oh, Brett Ratner. Rat, Brent Ratner and Singer switched projects. So, but <laughs> how that still, happens, I have no idea. Still, if you're so you can blame a lot on Ratner because Ratner's a terrible director. If you're associated with that movie, right? And you go to Fox and you say, "Hey, I got an idea. I'm going to do the exact same thing I did before, but I'm going to make it better." Are you really going to just like, sure, here's some money? Apparently, they <laughs> will at Fox. No wonder they got bought out. <laughs> so maybe that's why. because. Entertainment <laughs> is not their field. Is that is that the lesson that we've learned? Clearly, that you rise to your level of incompetence, and apparently the level of incompetence at Fox Studios was very low. So yeah, that's that's this is where we are. So we're we're on time. How we're how we uh, we're at, there we go. So, um, any thoughts on? Well, like I said, and the worst part, I feel the worst part of this whole franchise is that this was the end. It's Fox a very era. underwhelming end. It was almost twenty years. Almost yeah. twenty years. Came out yeah. Before it's really twenty it came out before. It is twenty years if you count like from when they started production on X Men One. Yeah. To now it coming out. That's twenty years. Twenty years before the whole model, before yeah. it, it became the highest grossing movie yeah. of all time. This is Marvel before and, there was right. Marvel the MCU. So now we're here and this is how we end up. This is where we wait, I'm hearing myself again. Yeah, that's that not is. me. That's so weird. I don't know. I, I didn't even. I, you that's saw me. The ghost. I didn't, it's the ghost. ghost. It's the ghost. I didn't wow. even touch it. Wow. We have a ghost, ghost in the studio. I didn't touch it. Second time that's happened. Has it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I man. Didn't. He, his hands are not even he close. He saw where my hands are. Like, it's crazy. So um, 20 years. It's very underwhelming. 20 years, and this yeah. is where we end up. And it's like so sad that on one end, we have Avengers Endgame. Right. Biggest grossing movie. Oh, yeah. Giving it a lot of. A really well thought 
planned I, out eleven year right. plan. I appreciate it. I appreciate it more because, like I said, uh, the the interviews and all the behind the scenes stuff. I appreciate it more than I did. It was it was a solid seven. I'm gonna go with a solid eight now. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, now that uh, you've seen how bad it can get. I well yeah. So now, but this one, which should have been. I believe this should have been the Days of Future Past. This would have been the great ending for Days of Future Past. Yeah. Fix everything and then off we right. go. But they didn't know at the time. And once again, one of those behind-the-scenes things is that, according to, once again, Fox and Simon, that the idea because the idea of Days of Future Past came out of a conversation that Simon had with Fox saying, hey, we should have a younger Wolverine in the first uh, in the first class series. And then the talk about it came, and he said, yeah, then we can have like some type of transition between the old cast and the new cast, so we can do that somewhere down the line. And Fox said, let's do that now, and that's how that movie came to be. Well, then and it was also an actual storyline by John Right, Hurt. but I'm saying the, the reason why it came out at the time right. that it did, as opposed to being the finale, because it was supposed to happen somewhere down the future. Oh. Because the talk happened, and people were so excited about having it, let's, 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 as, as, as everybody that, but Brian Singer did that one though. It wasn't this guy. He might have written a bit, but, but Brian Singer saying, was the, idea, the helm of that. The yeah. idea came out of that. Okay. So Fox, once again, as opposed to everybody else, they didn't want to jump ahead and get the big the big finale crossover movie, as opposed to what Marvel did, which was take the time, build the stories, Seriously. have a finale. They all wanted to let's just mm-hmm. get to the end. Let's get to the good they stuff. They pulled a DC. Yeah. And 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 so so that's actually an interesting point we can end on. As as hodgepodgey as the DC universe is, and is it, it is, is it as or more than the X Men universe? It's more hodgepodgey than the the X Men universe. So does that mean that the X Men movies in general, including this one, is better than the DC universe? Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah, because here's the thing: the DC universe has a fundamental fault in its creation, right? And that it was always a patchwork creation, correct? From the comics to now. Right. And you can see it and feel it in the work. Like, all right, we're still trying to... You have Captain Marvel, Shazam, Captain Marvel, that makes no sense in gelling with Superman right. in a lot of ways. And right. in fact, one was like a ripoff of the other. Correct. But now we're mashing it together. Like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't flow neatly. Batman, his entire home universe... Can can basically live independently than everything else in the right, DC about the superhero because once you add it in, you're like, what the? It doesn't really matter, doesn't you know. It almost takes Batman out of the common sense approach because, like, Which when is you why now he's the Batman that they created because right. he has to be on par with all the other superheroes out there. So, yeah, X Men still just came from the mind of of Stan Lee. Stan Lee. And so there was a there's a and others and others, but the initial idea right, right. and yes, things that came all, from it. Yes. The biggest, in, the biggest influence outside of Stan Lee was uh, Wolverine into the X Men. John Byrne, Chris Claremont. You know that, that. Uh, in terms of, but most of it is still from the initial idea of Stan, Dave Stan Lee. Dave Cockrum was the other one. So, it's 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 smoother, it's cleaner right. still than DC Universe. So, final thought on X Men: Dark Phoenix. Should people go see it? Is it even worth bothering to go watch this movie no. at all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait for it to come out on basic streaming, cable. The Disney streaming service because it's <laughs> not going to be anywhere. No, else. no, no. I'm saying wait <laughs> for it to come out till it's Channel 11's Sunday afternoon movie, which they don't do anymore. <laughs> I I say like it's it's a sad way to end the franchise. It is, and it's doubly sad that it doesn't even matter anymore. Right. No, it does. It's, it's <laughs> like, like I don't know. 
It's like, is it? It's gonna, over. Is, uh, is it? Uh, I personally believe that's why the movie underperformed, because they all knew that it was not included in the Marvel universe. That they all knew it didn't matter. Like, that's probably why point? it sounds like when they're act, they're acting, it was like, ah, eh, we're just gonna say the <laughs> like, lines. Just phone it in. And we're like, gonna phone it. Like, it felt phoned in. That's what it is. It felt phoned in. Even they're acting. I would say. Um, Fassbender, Michael Fassbender was still trying to act in this. He movie. was doing a good job. So he was still I, trying I to be Magneto for trying to be, you know, hey, some McAvoy he was wasn't some, bad either. He had some emotion in there. I was like, hey, yeah. emotion, yay, and Dazzler. So yeah. if you are a Dazzler fan or a Cyclops fan, <laughs> you'll you'll love you this should, movie. You all should watch two seconds of the minute. You should watch this movie. I'll give it to McAvoy. He <laughs> he he was trying to. I, I think they what they gave him wasn't any good. Because now they turn him into yeah, he, what they turn him into. It's like they shouldn't know. Uh, yeah, he's, I don't. He's, I don't. He's a, he's a schmuck. So yeah. So I say, if you if you see it for free, like I did, I regret having to have paid for this movie see in the theaters. If not, and you're gonna get the, the streaming service for Disney because that's what you do. <laughs> I'm not watching on the Disney streaming service. You know how many conversations we can't <laughs> have because of that. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> maybe maybe if I'm lucky. The universe will allow me to see some free stuff. I saw um, uh, the the first episode of um, Cobra Kai because it was free. Right. And I say, if it was, if the rest was free, I'd be watching that like nobody's business because that was good stuff. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So. All right. It it is what it is. Don't watch it. Watch it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing matters <laughs> anymore anyway. So that about does it. On it came from the radio. We're, we're ending as sadly as the <laughs> X-Men universe. Join us right here and every week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, go to our website, www.camefromtheradio. Listen to our archives. We'll be up any week or so. Um, check us out on Beyond the Dawn Studios, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and such places as Beyond the Dawn Studios. Or make sure you guys come back for our, our next Facebook Live. If you want to catch the shows ahead of time, go uh, to Facebook Live at 3 o'clock on uh, every Wednesday-ish. Or check out on such places as... Pocket Cast, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, Breaker, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, Soundcast, Acast, CastBoss, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podmus, or... I thought you were supposed to turn that into the song. I said it was going to be Mexico. I had twice the news this Oh, okay. Gotcha. Or... <laughs> Mexico, Canada. <laughs> 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 Just Google it came from the radio. And we'll see you uh, next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.